back in the day when you taught me to live and I taught you to pray. We went in the battle together, no matter the weather, we never delayed. You gave me commands, I always obeyed. I never let you go astray. I never thought I'd see the day that you would come and just betray me. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and throws the championship game for every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, currently known as X. I should probably update that sometime. And rate us on whatever podcast app you are currently using. Uh, as always, uh, leave a, drop us a line to see what scroll episode. Let us know what scroll episodes you want to hear, you know, when we randomly change our podcast because we're bored sometimes. And you can email that at mcrewind at gmail.com with no underscore. Or drop us a line on Instagram or X. Today's episode is Cloak and Dagger, Season 1, Episode 5, Princeton Offense. Original air date, June 27th, 2018. Oh, I have 28th written down for some reason, but good to know, 27th. Nope, nope, you're right. This is Episode 317, and that's where I saw the 7. It's Episode 28th, uh, 2018. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, here's a quick rundown of what happens uh, in this episode. Tyrone meets with Detective O'Reilly to start looking for a way to bring down Detective Connors. They're going to try to get him on drug charges. Later on, Tyrone plays in the big game. He does it bad, but the refs are um, intimidated to make sure he wins. While that's going on, and earlier in that same day, Tandy meets up with Tyrone to get access to a computer from his school. She does some rocks on research and tells Tyrone that she's figured out how to use her powers. With the information she printed from the interwebs, Tandy finds a Roxxon employee who likes call girls. She gets a job for an event that night at where she uses her powers to find everyone's desires. At this point, Tyrone accidentally teleports to Tandy. After a conversation, she gets him to teleport back to the game by pushing him over a railing. Anyway, back to their separate adventures, Tandy finds information on Peter Scarborough, the guy who did all the work to blame her dad for the explosion at Roxxon. Uh, she finds him and almost kills him, but instead uses her powers to see that his biggest desire is to clean the ocean of people's money, which is probably metaphorical, but I have no idea what that could be. Also, Tyrone goes back to the game, but everyone keeps touching him, so he sees all their fears. Anyway, he loses the big game. No! Hancock wins! Anyway, Evita shows up in his bedroom, and they have some fun. At one <laughs> point, Tyrone randomly teleports to see Dwayne, Billy's friend, uh, but later in the episode, he ends up back there again and sees him arguing with Connors. <gasps> Gasp! Uh, also, finally, O'Reilly finds out that Connors cleared out a lot of drug dealers about six years ago, which sounds fishy. So she lets herself get caught by Connors doing drugs from the evidence locker. Dun dun dun. Yeah. We haven't had a good dun 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 in a while. No. I don't think that was a good dun 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 either. So No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we just we, do, do you do them every time? Like I'm trying to remember because I, I, I know I, I don't do them every time. Do I think I do them every time. Sometimes if it's real <laughs> anticlimactic, it'll be a second, and then I'll do dun 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 when I realize, oh you're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's fair because i feel like when we do it for agents of shield something happens in like every episode no matter what it's always done, done, done. yeah but. all right you ready for our fast facts yes i am on your left uh-huh on my left got it next stop cavity town right on little dude you got super speed i do <laughs> You didn't see that coming? All right, Al, tell me something I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Okay, first of all, uh, you said that we're not going to use that name until we find no, a third. No, thing we're not, these, and hold, we're not and hold using on. that name. I, we're using Fast Facts. That's why you heard the sound effects. <laughs> I'm just telling you to tell me something I don't know. But what if the third thing, uh, the third audio clip that you can use is me? you saying it? Yeah, no. for, right there. Nope. Just copy paste from, from you. Nope. As much as I want to be, I'm not in the MCU. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to be MCU. That is a terrifying prospect because you never know what disaster is going to happen next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a hero, I mean, that's even worse because mm-hmm. look at everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, something you don't know, but you might know. I'm not sure. You usually do a lot better at this than me. Um, so I actually have a two part mm-hmm. uh, fast fact this week. Uh, so in this episode, O'Reilly says that she used to work in Harlem. Uh, and now it's with, with this the episode. Harlem Close, very close. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> so this episode premiered in June of 28th of 2018. Um, a week earlier, June 22nd of 2018, season two of Luke Cage premiered. Mm. And so uh, in the in one of the episodes of, of uh, that season, in episode six, Luke Cage, or uh, sorry, of Luke Cage, Misty Knight uh, says that O'Reilly moved to New Orleans. So there's a, a link between those two shows. Spoilers for two months from now when you reuse this fast fact again. Ah, I see you figured out what I meant by two-parter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did have that. That's something I did know. It, you don't get a lot of links between like Netflix shows and other things. So that's refreshing. Yeah, uh, like closer towards the end of, of the the TV shows being a thing, the non Disney mm-hmm. plus TV shows being a thing. Um, there, there were more and more cr- kind of crossovers, like, like not exactly crossovers as in characters showing up, but like references and that kind of stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like if those didn't end, like if they just kept going, like we would have had a lot more of like, Oh, a character shows up for one episode. Like, yeah. I feel like we would have gotten more of that than what we're seeing in Disney plus. It's true. Although, I mean, we know this is this is absolutely canon to the MCU. Mm-hmm, but since this is linking to Luke Cage, and Luke Cage links to Daredevil, and Daredevil is canon, so mm-hmm. this confirms it again. Yes, it's it's yet more proof that they're yep. all canon. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's yep. not popsicle t- sticks and duct tape. It's all right. holding together strongly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, the title, The Prince and Offense. Um I know, Al, you're a basketball expert, so can you explain mm-hmm. the Prince mm-hmm. and o- offense to everybody? Yes. So this is the uh, Don't offense. Don't you Google it. Don't you Google it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> look, got my hands up on the, on the monitor. Yep. Uh, so this is the offense that was uh, popularized by Martin Princeton. A lot of people think it was made mm-hmm. at Princeton, the, the school, the, the mm-hmm. college, I think I want to say. Yeah. Um, but no, no. Martin Princeton. Uh who said that uh, the best defense is a good offense. And uh, he just gave the players um, brass knuckles when they went out there. They weren't (laughs) allowed to use them, but it made them feel better. Uh, And as a result, they played better. Um, Although, like, they played better except for the part dribbling the ball because those brass knuckles kept hitting the ball. And it it was it it was an issue. But, uh, you know, pros and cons, right, overall. So. You know, things don't always work out perfectly, no matter what kind of plan you have. But yeah, that's it. 
So the Princeton offense was popularized in Princeton University mm-hmm. College. Mm-hmm. All right. Already uh, wrong. I see. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an offensive basketball strategy that emphasizes constant motion, back backdoor cuts, picks, uh, on and off of the ball, and really strong teamwork. Uh, I actually went down a rabbit hole because the guy who like someone developed it, but the guy who perfected it and popularized it was a man uh, named Pete Carroll, uh, who like was Princeton's basketball coach for like 35 years. And then he went on to be the assistant coach to the Sacramento Kings from 1999 till 2007. My, my basketball team uh, during the Kings heyday when they were known for their um, ball movement, their back-to-board cuts, they they use the Princeton offense to uh, like go to the highest heights that the Kings have ever gone, which is unfortunately still the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but yeah, so it's like they when I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this, like Pete Carroll, that name is familiar, and so I had <laughs> to find out why I knew that. <laughs> And oh, okay. For for those who are wondering, my basketball knowledge is like mostly contained to 1999 to 2007 Kings basketball. So it was lucky that I recognized that name. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I got to say, I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but mm-hmm. what you described just sounds like playing basketball well. <laughs> it is a popular strategy, but it's not what every team uses like it's the like for example um a lot of uh, like the uh uh, the warriors right now their main thing i don't know the name of the uh thing but the strategy but it's like they don't do that picker in the role they don't do that ball handling as much it's mostly get to your two star players Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. So there are different strategies, but this is more of like strong teamwork, not focusing on one person. Mm. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Um, I also found out uh, this is not an Easter egg for this show, but it's just a discovery I made about Cloak and Dagger or characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're mutants uh, as of uh, August of 1991. They, oh. uh, that's why they're the only ones who survive their, the experimentation of taking those experimental drugs, much like uh. another person who in the MCU is a mutant and we didn't, uh, we presume is a mutant, but survived experiments that no one else did. Oh, uh, Spider-Man. Yep, exactly. Huh. Okay. He's yeah. a, he's a human mutate, apparently different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, when O'Reilly's looking at like pol- older police reports, um, there's one codename Agent M. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I look up Marvel for Agent M. Agent M was a S.H.I.E.L.D. scientist who specialized in the microverse, a.k.a. the quantum realm. In three mm-hmm. issues uh, of Micronauts, number 12, 13, and 14, back in September, October, and November of 1979. So I'm sure this is a direct reference to that guy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. I, yep. I can't imagine anything else. Yeah. So that's why they can't find him because he's tiny now. Or he's Connors. I don't know. Eh, maybe. <laughs> one or the other. Definitely yep. one of those two options. Yes. Yep, definitely. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our heroes. 
it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, it kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Al, where are we starting? Uh, let's see, I've got notes for Tandy first, so I guess with her. All right. All right. Uh, so, um, let's start with the, the first thing, uh, that I have written down. Um, you know, she, she goes up to Tyrone, she, she finds him, they start talking, et cetera, chatting about powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week it sounded like, uh, or well, one of the things that you and I weren't sure about was, uh, what Tandy's plan was when she jumped into the water, uh, with that mm-hmm. chain around her, her ankles. This episode made it seem like. She did that on purpose to learn to use her powers. I call like, that was the plan. On that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if it didn't work, then okay. But uh, yeah, exactly. Like uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what she tells people. That that's also a possibility, right? Um, it also gave her an yeah. excuse to later push Tyrone off a balcony. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 So, yeah, so she's so now she knows how to use her power. So throughout the episode, she's able to summon her her little daggers for for whatever she needs. Does that teach you how to use your powers? I mean, yeah, it's a defense mechanism, but it's not (laughs) like she's like, I don't know, stabbing herself every time she needs to use her powers. Well, uh, okay. so here's my theory. Okay. okay, so scientifically, it's been proven Mm -hmm. that. You get better at a thing by doing it correctly, uh, not by like doing it a bunch of times, doing it wrong, specifically correctly. So uh, what we saw last week was her like figuring out like, OK, I, I know I can do this thing. I need to be in a situation. Oh, hey, I figured out how to do it when I'm underwater. And then in, later in the episode, like 30 seconds later, we see her summon a dagger to open up that uh, that mm. safe. Um and so I think now she's like good enough to summon it at will. Uh, it's there's still takes some some concentration. Like she can't just immediately do it. But uh, she, I, I think she's at a point now where like she knows how to do it, and she she can 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 do it well enough. Like like a like a Padawan learner, you know, who's like mm-hmm. seven. You know, they can move things with the force, but nowhere near as good as uh, like a a 30 year old Jedi or something. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's, I think I, I understand what you're saying about Tandy. I don't think that's a good allegory or a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we were talking about star Wars right before this. So obviously yes. it's on my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more like sink or swim thing, but in this case it's sink, <laughs> sink or stab. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, yeah. She stabbed the water, and that's how she got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah. she, at at least at this point in the episode, she's able to use the to to, to summon the the dagger, mm-hmm. um, which we see later on ha- halfway through the episode when she she needs some stuff from the school, so she's just breaking into all of those lockers, just, yeah, just slashing through. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, when all you have is a hammer. <laughs> I'm just like, you could cut the lock. You don't have to take the whole doors off. Probably made a lot of noise. I know, I know a lot, the whole school was at the rally, but you know, not the whole school's at the rally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, but uh, yeah. And so she goes to Tyrone's school, which is yeah. closer than breaking into someone's house to use the computer, <laughs> stealing a computer. I, yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, she doesn't really care, right? Like she's, I, I, and I don't even know care about what, but she's like, all right, well, I know where Tyrone goes to school. This is an easy way to find him. She doesn't mm-hmm. know where he lives, right? Like to go find him that way to say, no. Hey, can I use a computer you might have at home? Um, okay. So you're saying she's using it because she has an ally there. Well, she just knows how to find Tyrone. I, I think that's it. Like she just knows where he is. Oh, he's at school. This is the school. Okay. Um, I, I think that's it. Like that, that doesn't answer the question though. It's like, why why go to his school at all? Like, oh, she why, said why did she needed... talk to Tyrone <laughs> to use a computer? Um, she hates oh, libraries? I see what you mean. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it's just easier this way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, could be uh, no one taught her about libraries. Maybe she doesn't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. She, her dad seemed pretty intelligent. I don't know if mom would be into it just from what we know here now. But dad seems like a library guy. Yeah, but she was like what six when yeah. when he was taken out of the picture. So I don't know. It's been a long time. It might be like I'm sure she knows about that, but maybe she's yeah, like, I'm like libraries aren't a secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, it's not going to be her first thought. Like, it could be something obvious. Someone says, "Oh, why didn't you go to a library?" She's like, "Oh, why well, didn't think of that?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she researches rocks on um, mm-hmm. and goes to infil- infiltrate his mom's event. I, she doesn't know it's his event, uh, Ty- <laughs> Tyrone's mom's event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she infiltrates, <laughs> meets Mina. What does she learn? <laughs> Uh, she, well, not too much. I mean, really, I think what she really wanted to, because what we see at the end of the episode is she, she learns about, uh, and I have to scroll to find the guy's name, Peter Scarborough, right? Mm -hmm. And she wanted to find him and I guess kill him, right? Because that's what she considers doing at the end of the episode. Yeah. So maybe that was it. She was just trying to find a way to get him alone. And this was an easy way or it was an easy way to just break down a car in, in front of his house. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to there. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there's nothing else. I do want to talk about the vision she sees, but that could be in like guys in the chairs. And it's not really her. Um, lucky. She had the forethought to actually puncture her tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know yeah, she's got that's daggers. A good point, yeah. She's got <laughs> daggers, but she didn't expect him to go help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah she was probably like gonna go into the house and kill him there maybe uh if if, if like that was probably her assumption of what she mm-hmm. was gonna do um hey where'd that car come from she steal it from that event yeah it's not messed up so it's it's not the uh, just married car 
<laughs> All right. So she's okay. stolen two cars in this this season so far. Okay. You know how many cars she's probably stolen. Yeah, that's true. Seven. Like, and now it's and now it's easier. Yeah, because <laughs> she has yeah. that dagger, which I don't know why, but it probably does something to cars. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've seen, and I can't remember the show, but someone who used like a screwdriver in their ignition to turn it on. So it's like, I guess you, mm-hmm. if you know somewhat how to hotwire a car, you can use your dagger to use it to turn the ignition. Yeah, that's that's probably a it's got to be a common thing. Like I I can think of having seen that in multiple mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um. So all right. Yeah. I, yeah, so. I just guessing and making stuff up. I I guess it if the lock part like of the key doesn't matter. Like if you could just you just need to turn a thing for something to mm-hmm. touch to make an electrical current. Like okay, then I guess yeah, that's all you need to do. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so she thinks about uh, killing Scarborough. Scarborough. Mm-hmm. She sees his messed up hopes. Mm-hmm. And learns about Ivan Hess, mm-hmm. uh, who his daughter met, and then decides not to kill him. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Maybe other people me- are suffering, and she... Feels like she needs to bring him to justice for them. Maybe. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like they, they don't really say right. Like maybe she just doesn't want to kill someone. Like she gets an opportunity and realizes now nah, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do it now. But they did not make it very clear to us. They just said like, oh, he has some other dreams. And now she doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, luckily his hopes apparently. Okay, so these hopes seem to be like a lot of abstract things, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Scarborough's hopes have the name of his purported victims on them. He's, she's lucky she saw Ivan Hess's helmet in that dreamscape. He's targeting Hess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Making money. Off of him in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't get, but maybe that will be revealed later in the season. Yeah, I guess. I guess I might have a theory, but like, I can't remember. Because <laughs> like, yeah. you and I have already watched next week's episode. So I based off of that, I think I might have a theory, but there's. Yeah. I, we'll I, talk I about next week, maybe if it comes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she connects. She finds Hess's signature along with her dad's on all those rigged schematics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she has a lead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, if that lead turns into nothing, she knows where he lives. She can come back and kill him later. So I guess, I guess that's fine, right? In yeah. her mind. Yeah. Maybe she learned from like Tyrone's visions that revenge isn't the way. It's not the Jedi way. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the visions is in when she when they uh, when she saw Tyrone's visions. Or like visions about Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, when when they the episode where they saw stuff about the other person. Right? Yeah, she kept seeing Tyrone dying because he was getting revenge, and mm-hmm. he kept seeing her. I forget running away. Movie. Yeah, running away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Switch over to Tyrone. 
Uh, yeah, one one last thing. Oh, okay. Um, just Tandy, she she touched a lot of people at that party. Um, and every single person had the same. They hate their boss. Uh, vision of uh, Peter Scarborough. Eh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't connect to me that it was Peter Scarborough every uh, time. <laughs> That's I. I had kind of assumed that, but it wasn't until we see him at the end. Like, oh, okay, all right. It, it really. Well, wasn't. one of those guys <laughs> did not hate his boss. He really liked his boss, or wanted I... his boss to like him. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. I, yeah, I, I guess more yeah, of a I dominance thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I assumed it was more of a power thing. Like he wants to be the boss. Um, yeah. But yeah, we don't need to get into that. Mm-hmm. No, no, we don't. <laughs> All right, Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he also has his own set of adventures uh, mm-hmm. this episode. Um, he, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, he just. So he teams up with O'Reilly, right? He talks to her about oh, Connor dealing drugs. That's right. I did not have that written down here. <laughs> but yes, yeah, he does that at the start. Yeah. And yeah, he wants to go do recon and the Riley tells him, uh, shut up, kid. That's stupid. You're a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think those were exact words. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure I quoted directly. That, that sounds familiar. Yeah. If she didn't say that, she definitely <laughs> should have. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I have. Oh, go ahead. oh sorry. No, I was just going to say, and that's the only interaction those two have together uh, in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have this um, note that I don't have context for. Is it <laughs> when he, maybe he was talking to his mom? No. He was talking to Tan. I don't know who he's talking to. What's the note? Uh, it says, last time he loved basketball was when Billy played with him. Like, Billy. And my questions um, were like, oh, but like, tell me the context first. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but okay, I cool. think... I, I do think that it might have been when he was talking to his mom because because um, like he he always looked up to his brother and his brother, I think, mm-hmm. was also really good at basketball. Um, and then his mom said something about, oh, yeah, you were both really good in different ways. He was better at, you know, this part of the game and you're better at yeah, yeah, this other yeah. part of the game, um, yeah. which is a, a standard parent answer. Right. Oh, no, no. I love you both. You're both really good at this thing, mm-hmm. um, which is a little easier now that she's. Now that uh, he's the only child now, because they can't sure. compare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's where that that came from. Yeah, but it's like he's come to this realization, like with Tandy, or was the last episode, two episodes ago, saying like that he's been trying to live up to his brother, what his brother should have done, right in <laughs> his mind. So yeah. he's playing basketball because it was what Billy liked to do. It's yeah. not something he likes anymore. So, I mean, yes, he ruined possibly a few of his teammates' lives by not getting the championship and probably the basketball scholarship that came with that. But it's okay because he didn't feel like playing basketball anymore. Yeah, but also, so, like, some of the people on that team, if he ruined their lives, eh, worth it, considering what they did to him a few weeks ago. And that is, that is <laughs> true. I didn't think about that at all. Because I was like, oh, he screwed over all his play, all his teammates. But yeah, some of his teammates did beat him up and lock him up. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, we don't know anything about the other guys. Maybe they're all great. But those three guys, or at least three, I don't remember how many there were. Uh, eh, they got it. They got what's coming to them. Yeah, <laughs> no, I completely agree. And those three guys, in storytelling terms, represent the rest of the team. Yes, that's that's how that works. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so oh definitely that was not the context because I scroll down later and it says <laughs> uh talks to mom about Billy and his friends. So <laughs> whatever. Okay, so it was a different thing. Uh all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. so after that he teleports to Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accidental use of his powers, but yeah. Uh, Dwayne tells him, I wrote this down. This I wrote verbatim. Like, you can't change what was. You have to keep looking ahead. And I was like, did he teleport to the moral of the episode? <laughs> or the season? Oh. Or possibly the show? I don't know. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to say at least the episode. And probably the season. I can't remember enough of season two to know if it's the show. Same. So... Before the game, he gives Evita his uh, Letterman jacket, which I'm real curious. Is that a thing people still do? <laughs> I had the exact same question for you. I guess I it it, it must be one of those tradition things, right? Like yeah. you, you've you grew up seeing people do that in TV shows. So I guess the assumption is that, yeah, it's a thing. That, mm-hmm. that you do so then people do it and then you see people in real life do it assuming you're in that world of a person who wears a letterman jacket yeah so that, that's the thing you went to a small school and we're both nerds we don't we weren't part of that crew yeah yeah exactly um i mean even if my school was larger and did have any sports teams mm-hmm. i would not have been on that team so i don't know <laughs> i still wouldn't have any idea if that was and a thing that i'll did. tell you that the academic decathlon did not get leather and jackets <laughs> ah okay that was the closest thing to a sport i did actually <laughs> one time i had a good friend who was on the swim team right so mm-hmm. i remember I, my junior senior year i was just hanging out with him and we walked to whatever classroom we had to get uh he had to get the form to sign up for the swim team that year Mm, okay. And she gave him the form, the teacher, and then she asked me, are you joining the swim team too? And I just laughed and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Manzano, if you're listening, that was a good joke. Still talking about it 16 years later, and I'd be shocked if you're listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope, nope. I would be too. 19 years later. I'm a lot older than I just thought. <laughs> 16 <laughs> years ago, I was 19 years old. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ah, you just did the math in your head. Okay. Yep. Anyway. So it's time for the big game, right? Yeah, big game. Woo. Yeah. This time the calls are going to Tyrone again instead of against Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because someone, the mob, bought the game, like paid off the ref. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we... Yeah, we don't get like a, a definitive answer, but basically, yeah, someone is intimidating the ref to make sure calls go a certain way, which now that I think about it, um, could that be what happened in the series premiere when I, the ref wasn't making any calls against that guy who was messing with Tyra? I, I bet it was. I mean, I guess New Orleans college or high school basketball is a real big betting sport. I mean, some people take that stuff very seriously. Yeah, so yeah. maybe, <laughs> yeah. Like I, that's true. I think of it yeah. more as like Texas football, but I guess high school basketball probably has its fans too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a here's another theory that I don't think is what it is, but just gonna throw one out there. Um, okay, so I- at the end of this episode, we see that uh, uh, Dwayne. Uh, mm-hmm 
you know, Billy's friend, the, the guy that Tyrone teleported to earlier, is speaking with Connors. So mm-hmm. immediately we're like, oh, he's a bad guy. So yep. could it be that, or at, at a minimum, maybe not bad guy, but loose morals, right? Maybe he paid off the whoever to intimidate the ref to make sure that Tyrone won the game. Because earlier when he and Tyrone were talking, right, Tyrone, or he was like saying, oh, yeah, we're so proud of you, Tyrone, and all this stuff, right? So it's, it's, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I, I don't know if I believe that. But oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just looking for something. It, yeah. Uh, and actually, when we were watching, or when I was watching it, I kind of thought that might be related in some way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Tandy, we established she was able to use her powers because of like danger to her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyrone gets to use his powers by daydreaming. Um, are you referring to when he teleports? Well, I mean, it's it's. I think it's different, right? So, so Tandy controls her powers because she practiced. Part of that practice was endangering her life. Mm -hmm. Tyrone hasn't done anything to practice. And so it's kind of happening at seemingly random times or maybe not random, but like when he teleports to see Dwayne, uh, because he was thinking about his brother um, when he, is sitting down in the during halftime. I have no idea what was happening there, but definitely something emotional, I guess. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was morally conflicted and looking for his guiding light, which is Tandy. Cause she literally makes light. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. This could be one of those things of the powers are like, well, I'm, I'll help you figure out what you need to figure out kind of thing. Like maybe there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, of a intelligence behind the, the powers. Yeah. So remind me what happened. Did he talk to her at the game or at the ball? Whatever it's called. Uh, Oh, Tandy. Uh, yeah, yeah, they spoke a little bit. Um, cause they ran into each other. And, and yeah. She I was know, like, what I, are you doing here? Yeah. I definitely remember her pushing him off the balcony, which I have questions <laughs> about, but <laughs> well, like, I could have gone so bad. Was there, a point to this? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, oh, actually, that's, that's actually I, um, I think a little, I think there was a little bit of a point. Um, so she had said something. Er- so earlier in the episode, um, when Tandy and Tyrone first see each other at the school, uh, she was saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use my powers to learn what all these people at this party like want. And then I can use that information against them. Yeah. And Tyrone was like against the idea. It was like, isn't that, you know, wrong in unethical. some way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unethical. Uh, that's the word I wanted. Um, <laughs> so when they talk again uh, here at the party, I think I think Tandy had said pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm getting all this information here. It's it's so useful. Uh, and then later in the game, when Tyrone teleports back, he is seeing everyone's fears, which. I, I mean, I don't know if he's really controlling that because all these people are touching him. But mm-hmm. uh, we do see that he's used those fears and he's scaring, like, people are being yeah. scared in the middle of the game. Um, yeah. And so I think he's starting to get a little bit of a grip on it here. So I, I do mm-hmm. think that conversation kind of helped with that part. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Mm-hmm. Tandy's going in. We kind of skipped over her, but she's working for like this public. I said escort service because that's what I thought it was originally, but it's more of like a publicity. I don't know what you call this. It's not escort. It's it's not well. It's it's what <laughs> it I think it's <laughs> well. I think it's what legitimate escort businesses say they are. Right. Okay. It's paying to have beautiful women around you. Yeah. That seems to be what the business model is, which there are a number of businesses like that. I saw a business on Shark Tank years ago, which was basically that uh, on golf courses. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes sense. It's just like rich people want to access to be a whole woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Uh, I I assume businesses like that exist all over the place. So, yeah. Yeah. So my questions were... uh, Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that Tyrone does disappear, uh, which is actually more confusing to all the people around them, <laughs> this girl just pushed a man off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a splash. Um, yeah. but I guess Tyrone is soaked that... in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess no one saw her push him. <laughs> right? I... Like. Like, like, Someone okay. was it's a big area, lots of people, <laughs> fountain, balcony. Someone saw something. Yeah, I I guess, but maybe they're like, oh, maybe it's it's a joke because yeah, you see a big old splash in the little pool or whatever that is down there, the mm-hmm. like ten inch little puddle of water, and yeah. uh, and then there's no one there, so I don't know. Some weird magic trick or something yeah. that's going on. Uh, obviously, no one got hurt. Yeah, it's it's weird, we- but mm-hmm. talking about weird Sorry, magic. That- Aren't they mm-hmm. also not supposed to be able to touch each other? Yeah, that's a good point. She she pushed she pushed him by the clothes though, right? Isn't that? Ah, uh, no, but also mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, because like we've seen a few times also next week. I don't want to talk about it, but mm-hmm. they do yeah, yeah. attempt to touch and it doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. That is inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got nothing for that. Yeah, maybe Which I didn't I didn't actually have that as a note. It occurred to me when I watched <laughs> the next episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I got nothing. Maybe it's like I guessed, or, or like I was making up earlier, like maybe it has some kind of intelligence behind the powers. Mm-hmm. So like this can help Tyrone unlock how to use his powers, or or mm-hmm. maybe there's more another reason why they can't touch that we don't know yet, and so it yeah. makes sense from this standpoint. Like that's that's possible. Maybe I think it's just an inconsistency. Honestly, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is Tyrone from what we see in the show? Because from memory, this is true. Is Tyrone the only black player on this team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cannot remember either. It's possible. Okay. I'm trying to understand why he threw the game. I know some of the team were jerks, but is the other team like lower income or because uh, we see their fears. Is this their one chance where these rich white boys have more opportunities, even if they don't make the championship? I did not think about that. I actually didn't think he threw the game at all. I thought he just messed up. Um, oh, I completely thought he threw the game. 
<laughs> but it's entirely possible. Yeah, that could be it, right? Like, because considering the the fears that he saw, right? You know, there was mm-hmm. the one guy who was scared of, like, I'm guessing after high school he has to join the military and is yeah. scared of going to war. Uh, the other guy who was scared of an abusive uh, dad and, like, just a bunch of things. And so, yeah, that very well could be it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about that at all, but yeah. So, to be fair, he's using the Vulcan logic, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, because he's helping all these basketball players on the other team. He is dooming the ref. <laughs> yeah, I was Most wondering likely. about that for the ref. Yeah, like, I, I mean, the ref definitely um, did... Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, the ref definitely did make the calls to try and cheat the game. But I have no idea how the the mob uh, cares about that. They're like, I, well, you tried. Yeah, you know how how chill the mob are about that stuff. At least you tried, man. It's cool. Yeah, there's nothing you could have done. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure the the mob logic was like, well, you shouldn't have even let it get to that close of a game anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So yeah, he whether or not he throws the game, he loses the game. He misses that last shot, mm-hmm. and then he goes home mm-hmm. and has fun with Evita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she leaves, and he t- teleports away to Dwayne, probably yeah. nude <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, that keeps happening. Um, so he teleported out of his room and she had to sneak out. Can you, can you imagine if, if like his parents just like walked in or, or like afterwards and, and like they see her leaving and he's just gone. Like what, <laughs> what was this girl doing? Well, well now I have more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to, to ground my son and, and high five him, But now I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what to think of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Evita is quite sneaky. She snuck into the bathroom with him. Uh, presumably snuck <laughs> yeah. out. Sn- broke into the house. Climbed up. I think probably climbed into the window. And then That's snuck right. Out again. She did break in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, I'm curious. Is her shirt there? Or does she also break in with just the jacket on? I I imagine she showed up fully clothed as a just-in-case. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, oh, come on in. Let me take your jacket. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. I want to wear my my full uh, uh, raincoat here. Buttoned and zipped. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So uh, Tyrone and uh, the audience gets the revelation that Dwayne has been working with Connors the whole time. (gasps) <gasps> dun, yeah, dun, dun. Right. yeah. That, that could have been a good <laughs> alright um, anything else for our heroes uh, no no I've got nothing else alright cool let's take a quick break and then we'll move on and talk about everyone else welcome to Baston Robbins would you like to try our mango fruit blast and Jerry's named a flavor after me so stark raving hazelnuts not bad excuse me miss you know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, now that I have superpowers, I have started a business to help people. But I have a problem. Do you know what the problem is? 
um, there aren't enough cats stuck in trees. Exactly. Too right. many other people with the same business as me. If they're all helping people, I can't. The only logical solution is to um, muscle them out. And that's where our friends at Connor McConnor's Planning Solutions come into play. Last week, I had a dozen competitors. Now, after working with Connor McConnor's Planning Solutions, there are only two other companies doing the same thing, which is great for society because now they can get help from me, which is better. Why are there still other companies? Well, for a few reasons. For one, it's better to have a duopoly than a monopoly. Trust me. Also, uh, I can't help everyone, so you need you need others. If you find yourself in a similar situation, call our friends at Connor McConnor's Planning Solutions and use promo code MCU Rewind to get the free upgrade to a bloodless clue. In a bloodless coup. Bloodless coup. Or a bloodless clue. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technically, since you said there are two other competitors, isn't this a triopoly? Yeah, well, you know, in case they go out of business or something. Oh, okay. Like, okay. At a minimum, you need to make sure you have a duopoly. Yeah. Because mm. then, yeah, you don't want the FTC looking down your your stuff. Like, hey, why is there only one company? Yeah, that that'd be bad. That's true. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Do we want to talk about Connors here? Or I have his notes in O'Reilly? Or how do you want to do Connors? Oh boy. Um, I mean... Yeah, let's talk about him here, because if we don't, we don't have anyone for villain. <laughs> oh, no, I have notes for Roxxon as an entity. Oh, OK, let's talk about Roxxon. But I do think that we'll let's I guess we can combine him with O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's start with Roxxon. So we started this episode off with a commercial for Roxxon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Spokesman is a guy with a cool robot arm. Uh not mm-hmm. as cool as like Winter Soldiers, but still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah uh, something. Mm-hmm. But his name is Loudon Swift. First name Loudon, last name Swift. Mm-hmm. This is a made-up man who never existed, <laughs> and Roxxon has created this character. <laughs> I used to be the fastest, and the um, people paid attention to me. I am Loudon Swift, but now with one arm, I am just loud. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for yeah. sure this guy was a was a Marvel Comics guy. Like he's not, but I looked him up. <laughs> so I didn't catch the name. I I didn't notice that at all. Um, but as soon as you said it, I thought, oh yeah, I wonder what that character is like in the comics. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Okay. <laughs> um, we also get a little bit of knowledge that they're looking for like previously unknown energy sources, which. I thought they were just drilling for oil and hit the the um, vibranium that exploded and gave them their powers. That could be it, yeah. But also, they could have been digging for drugs because we know Tandy and Tyrone got their stuff from drugs. <laughs> I, you know, drugs could also be a power source. Like yeah. substances, substances can be dual use. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you ever uh, you've seen the movie Cloverfield, right? Yes, the one time. Okay. So you <laughs> did were you aware of all the ARG stuff, the alternative reality games that was happening with them at the runtime? No. Okay, so this was <laughs> yeah, 2007, 2008, the movie came out in January of 2008. Okay. And ARGs were like the big thing. Like Lost did them, Heroes did them, a bunch of these sci-fi shows. So there's like a bunch of backstory to the Cloverfield monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Cloverfield monster was awakened from beneath the sea when mm-hmm. Slusho, I think, when a company was digging beneath the Earth's surface because they are a soft drink company and they're looking for different flavors. So <laughs> that's what again Cloverfield of them drilling to the earth for new flavors of soda. Okay. That's we funny know. because the, the movie says it's a different uh story that brings on the monster, but okay. Yeah, like something from space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. it shows the monster falling, like in the background of one of the scenes. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense, but this is what the ARG told us. I will acknowledge that it contradicts itself. But <laughs> We also find in this that from the articles that Tandy's reading that they, well, Mina Hess, uh, who Tandy meets, also has found unknown sea life through Roxon. Did Roxon cause the Cloverfield monster? That's what I'm asking. Uh oh. Yes. Yeah. Cool. 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 Because mm-hmm. this yep. was definitely 2008, which was before Iron Man One takes place in 2010. Mm-hmm. Cap is frozen. Um, uh, Cap Marvel's in space, so there was no one to save them from the Cloverfield monster. Yeah, yeah it was either it was either Roxxon or Seven Eleven, but oh, either yeah. way, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely not. I I want to say Slusho. <laughs> definitely <laughs> starts with an S L and ends with an O. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. That. That. Now I'm done with our villains. Okay. <laughs> Create the Cloverfield uh, monster, or unleash the Cloverfield monster, and fake, m- fake uh, spokesman company rocks on. Okay. Uh, uh, moving on, to guy in the chair. Yeah. Sounds good. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, starting with O'Reilly. I, like, I don't mind the scenes with, like, Tyrone and Evita hooking up because it's like, oh, it's part of the relationship. It's part of growing up as a teen. Mm-hmm. Seeing O'Reilly hook up in the cop car is completely <laughs> gratuitous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, given that the show was made for Freeform, like that was the kind of stuff that they were going for at the time. I don't know if it was called Freeform already or not, or if it was still like the ABC tail end family. Of ABC family. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, was I, it I think, that at the time, or I think it was freeform because I think freeform is like trying to be more mature. Just ABC yeah. Family. <laughs> yeah, well, they had already started doing that stuff. Um, they just 
hadn't changed the name yet. So now I'm looking it up. And yes, so in 2016 is uh, when it, the name changed. Yeah, so they'd already oh. been this for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, so, but like, as someone who, for a majority of this run, really enjoyed Game of Thrones, uh, there was a lot of sex in that. And there's a definite difference between gratuitous and not gratuitous. And mm-hmm. this doesn't push the story along, even though we do see that like she has a relationship with this guy. <laughs> this is this is just the first time that we see them together, right? I, I, I remember yes. oh. this guy does. I think he's come and talked to her like once or t- twice. Yeah, so I, I remembered that these two had a relationship, so I was waiting for it to turn into something. Um, but yeah, it just like happened overnight, I guess. Yeah, because um, yeah, like they've talked, like he's brought her coffee a few times, like that's what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she researches drug busts and find out that Connor is like cleaning up the area for. Some other bigger dealer. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I think it's him. <laughs> Probably. Was, yeah. yeah. Since he was we'll, moving we'll around blocks mm-hmm. of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, we'll see more later. But yeah, probably. Probably him. Yeah. We get an answer to a question we had a few days ago. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. Or a few weeks ago. Days. <laughs> yeah. What is time? Yeah. Um, we were confused about why Tandy's ex, Liam, was picked up even though he didn't do a murder. Oh, we forgot that he did robberies with Tandy. <laughs> Those yeah. are crimes too. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, but like, I don't know. We, the audience, don't really get much. We just get that he was picked up. And yeah, well, they talk. About, she says like for her, his charges for robbery because they did mm-hmm. rob a wedding. That's true. Yeah. So I guess I guess he was caught and that okay yeah so question that i have is um uh so he so liam asks o'reilly about tandy right Mm -hmm. or she she mentioned something someone mentions tandy i forget who it was um i think i guess i think o'reilly mentions tandy because liam is still like protecting her right as far as we know yeah yeah he's he's trying to make sure she's fine but he, I guess that obviously means that he was not picked up for robbing the wedding because Tandy was there and O'Reilly arrested Liam, but she would know of Tandy. So obviously, like my, yeah, my assumption is he was picked up for some other unknown crime or other generic just theft that yeah. did not involve Tandy in some way. Okay, Yeah, they mentioned she mentions robbery. So I presumed mm. it was the crime that we saw. But mm. you're right, because. If she really, although does she care about the, the robbery or is she just trying to like, she's just holding him because she wants Connor's caught and they can use, right? Yeah, I mean she's just using him as a plea deal. So, um. What refresh my memory? Do you remember why she was interviewing Liam? Uh, yeah, yeah. She she needed some information from him. Um, so he told her a place where she could go. 
buy drugs, right? Okay. So her her plan is, I guess, to get information on the drug dealings that are happening and link that to Connors in some way. And so I yeah, think that yeah, I knew it reconnaissance. Yeah, I knew I had to do something with Connors, but I couldn't remember what. So I was wondering if like how this um is the reason she didn't go after tandy is like she doesn't really want liam but she needs like to do a plea deal or something so she can get more information yeah yeah something like that Mm -hmm. so yeah so she presumably picks up drugs brings them to straight to the office and does them with connor's Mm -hmm. yep yeah the end of this section <laughs> yeah yeah i don't have anything else yeah i appreciate tyrone's mom supporting tyrone not going to the big event but going to the game mm-hmm. yeah uh anyone else for guys in the chair uh nothing for me no all right anything for 12 percent of the plan stark tower is your baby give yourself 12 percent of credit 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I I guess a little, um, you know, just one of the things that I meant to call out earlier, but didn't is that uh, I guess Tyrone and Tandy are more connected kind of than, than we thought. Like, um, because we did talk about when Tyrone like teleports to Tandy at the Mm -hmm. party. Uh, but we also missed the, the point where, um, because his powers were going a little weird and, during the game. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he did was teleport the basketball to Tandy. Oh, yeah. So there's like that. some other connection that was already going on. That was already happening there between the two of them. Yeah. That just made me think that <laughs> um, this game being the high school championship game, there is at least one, if not dozens of people filming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how does he explain showing up completely soaked after halftime? <laughs> I I assumed he uh very quickly uh changed uh Yeah, I guess quickly changed what he could change. So he probably has I, I I'm assuming an extra set of socks, maybe shoes, I don't know about that, but probably mm-hmm. an extra uh jersey. But like that means that he spent the second half of the game running around with wet underwear. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's got to be annoying. Oh, and I bet but. like wet shoes because like he probably his other pair of shoes are probably not basketball shoes. Yeah. Yeah. He probably only has the one pair for the game. Yeah. 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 So if he didn't throw the game, no wonder he lost. He was been distracted <laughs> by the squishy shoes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was already super sweaty, like from the first half of the game. So he's already pretty wet anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, like, but it's not the same type. <laughs> ex- exactly. More. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is like if other people saw him, they're like, oh, you look pretty wet. Like, oh, yeah, you're sweaty. And then they just move on. Like, it's like they, did it. they wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I'm, I'm imagining. Do you remember 
in Ang Lee's Hulk, the one with uh, Eric mm-hmm. Bana. Yep. Uh, when he de-Hulkified, he was just like gallons of sweat coming off of him. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Were they thinking like, what What did the coach do to this kid, this kid during <laughs> halftime? Running in, in, <laughs> in the locker room? <laughs> you need to be better, so run suicide sprints or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Tyron does when he's feeling bad. He exercises. Exactly. Yeah. Al, mm-hmm. how are we rating this show, this episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? (laughs) Well, Tony, I want to know, how many missing basketballs do you give this episode? Um, I give this episode... I didn't strongly dislike it, but I didn't love it. And we came off with a few questions. So I'm going to go with three and a half missing basketballs. Uh, We only found the half of one of them, which is even more confusing than just having four (laughs) missing ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm going the same Uh, three and a half. I, you know, I I really don't care right now for like O'Reilly's storyline. It's all just set up for what she's doing. It makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's going to take time. Uh, But anytime I see like her part of the story, I'm like, eh, all right. I don't care yet. Um, But the other two, you know, seeing Tyrone and Tandy, like at least that's more entertaining. They're learning to use their powers, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. We're getting the, the stories moving forward. So yeah, three and a half. I'm enjoying it. To be fair to O'Reilly, even though her she's kind of spinning her wheels and she's doing things that a lot of people would consider like morally bad, <laughs> I I like her a lot. Like just as a, as a character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, so. yeah, no, as a character she's great. It's just like the storyline that she has so far is mm-hmm. just it's it's all a lot of setup. But but yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, join us next time as we cover Cloak and Dagger Season 1, Episode 6, Funhouse Mirrors. Remember to follow us on X, Instagram, give us that rating, and tell us what you want to hear for a scroll episode. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Yeah.